0: Welcome to Preacher to Preacher, a podcast for preachers who want to get noticeably better in their preaching and teaching ministry. I'm Rick Reed, president of Heritage College and Seminary, and today I want to talk to you about clarity as a preacher, making clarity less of a rarity. You know, I can't recall ever hearing someone complain that the sermon they heard was just too clear. But I have heard complaints that the sermon was very cloudy, that it was anything but clear. In fact, one of the challenges that I've seen in the young preachers we train at Heritage is that clarity can be a rarity. Now, none of us want to preach a sermon where people feel lost, where they get lost in the weeds, right? We don't want to do that. We don't want to preach a sermon where people really don't have a clue what we're talking about, where we've been and where we're headed. So, why is clarity often a rarity? Well, I think we would say that sermon clarity is a challenge due to the fact that sermons are an oral form of communication, not a written form of communication. Like when we are writing something, we have tools at our disposal to help people get clear on what we're trying to say. For example, when we're writing, we can use boldface or we can indent, we can use headings and subheadings. But when we speak, when we preach, We have to rely on a different set of tools to help us make things clear to the ears of those who hear. So, what tools can we use to increase our clarity in sermons? Well, first and foremost, we have to get clear on what we're trying to communicate. Dr. Howard Hendricks loved to say, Where there's a mist in the pulpit, there'll be a fog in the pews. Like if we're misty, they're going to be foggy. So, that means we have to study a text. We have to dig into a text until we get clear on it ourselves, until we discern the big idea in the passage, until we come up with a set of main points or kind of what Ramesh Richards calls big bones for the body of the sermon. We need to know what those big bones are. What are the major things we're going to highlight as we go through all the bits of the text? But let's say you've done that. Let's say you've studied, you've worked hard, you sensed the main message of the sermon, and you've even structured your sermon, let's say, around three big bones, three main points. It's possible to do all that good work, to have it clear on your notes, but still be unclear when you preach. And let me tell you one of the reasons why that often happens. Let's say you're preaching from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 about God's power on display, and your first main point comes out of verse 7 remember 2 Corinthians 4, 7, but we have this treasure in jars of clay so that this all-surpassing power may be seen to be of God and not of us. So your first main point that's based on that verse is this. Let's say your first point is this. God's power is displayed in our humanity. We're the jars of clay, right? So God's power is displayed in our humanity. That's your first point. But here's what often happens as we preach it. We're coming along, and we uh, get to that place, and we say verse 7, and then we say our main point. So this verse is teaching us that God's power is displayed in our our humanity. There may even be a PowerPoint slide that flashes up with those words when we say it, but we move on so quickly that people still miss it. We say it once, and then we immediately start to explain or to illustrate The truth of what we just said. And it goes by so quickly that people don't have a chance to take it in as a main point. It just sounded like another sentence in the sermon. So here's what we can do instead. Don Sanukian taught me this back in my seminary days. He said, if you do this, people will get clear on what you're saying. It's very simple. It's not hard to do, but most of us don't do this. Here's what Sanukian taught us. He said, when it comes to your main points, when you have them clearly written out, here's what you do when you preach them. You state them, restate them, repeat, and then review. State, restate, repeat, review. Let me unpackage that a bit. State it. That's just where you say the main point as you had it written in your notes. God's power is displayed in our humanity. But then you don't move on. The next thing you do after stating it is you restate it. Restate it means to rephrase it, to paraphrase it. You say the same thing in different words. So it would be like this. God's power is displayed in our humanity. In other words, God's greatness is seen in our ordinariness. So you state it, you restate it, paraphrase it, and then you repeat what you had originally said. State, restate, repeat. Now what you do is you go back and you say the original phrase, the original point, as you first said it. So it would sound like this. So what we're seeing in verse 7 is this. God's power is displayed in our humanity. In other words, God's greatness, his all-surpassing greatness, shows up through our ordinariness. God's power is displayed in our humanity. Now, in all those things that I just said, I really was saying one thing, wasn't I? I said it twice the same way, and then I paraphrased it in between. But I wasn't moving on to new content. I was helping them say, hey, don't miss this one. I'm throwing up big signs. I'm saying it again. I'm rephrasing it. Don't miss this one. God's power is displayed in our humanity. You state, restate, and repeat. And then there's a fourth thing. You review. So when you get to your second point, Let's say your second point, which comes out of verses eight and nine, is that God's power is displayed in our hard times. When you get to that one, you you review what you said in point one. Say so. The second thing we're going to see today here's right in verses eight and nine is this. We've already seen from verse seven that God's power is displayed in our humanity. Now we're going to see that God's power is displayed in our hard times. God's power is seen when the jar gets cracked. God's power is displayed in our hard times. See, there what I did was, before I said point two, I reviewed point one. State, restate, repeat, review. Now, that sounds a bit formulaic as I'm saying it. You can think, well, doesn't that sound a bit canned? As I said, I can't recall ever hearing someone complain that a sermon was too clear. I have heard them complain that a sermon was too cloudy people appreciate you as a preacher being clear so try that this week as you preach and help make clarity less of a rarity hey thanks for listening if you'd like information about heritage college and seminary visit the school's website at discoverheritage.ca to receive a free ebook on how you can get free from your sermon notes Or for information on my noticeably better preaching course, visit our website at rickandlindareed.com.